0: My name is Dr. Austin Tay, and you are listening to Chat. Let me introduce myself. I am a UK-trained but Asian-based organisational psychologist. I'm also the founder of OmniSci Consulting, where we specialize in executive coaching, leadership assessment and development, career transitioning, training and workplace intervention. I have a special interest in workplace bullying and use acceptance and commitment therapy in the work I do with individuals and organizations. For more information about the services I provide, please check out my website, www.omnisci.org. Com. Why have I started this podcast, you might ask. As an organizational psychologist, I work closely with both individuals and organizations on work-related matters, such as selection assessment, designing development programs, coaching, training, outplacement, and also workplace bullying. So I would like to use this podcast as a medium to let people understand what I do. With the workplace evolving so rapidly, individuals and organizations will be faced with challenges and will encounter new areas of work that can be daunting. However, being at work should not be viewed as difficult and unpleasant. Through the lens of a psychologist, I hope to provide tips and advice to you on how to navigate the complex world of work. For this podcast to thrive, your comments and inputs are essential. You can send this via Twitter at psych underscore chat or email to ostente at omnisci.com. This podcast is brought to you by Omnisci Consulting. <music> Welcome to the official first episode. For this episode, I was thinking what would be more appropriate to kickstart this podcast. And I thought, since this podcast is being recorded towards the end of 2019, that a topic about goal setting seems to be right. Goal setting is nothing new. And we all set goals because we need to achieve plans, complete projects, or merely take of our to-do list. All of us have our ways of achieving our goals. Some successful, while others are not. Some of us might use productivity tools or apps to monitor our progress, while others might rely on the calendar or notebook. Whatever ways you choose to track your goals, there are still fundamentals that you need to know when it comes to setting goals. So, in this episode, I will share with you how you can become effective in setting your goals. Before I do that, let me share with you what goal setting is. Goal setting has been defined as the development of an action plan designed to motivate and guide a person or group toward a goal. Edwin Locke and Gary Latham researched the subject and found that Individuals who set specific, difficult goals perform better than those who set general, easy goals. These researchers proposed five basic principles of goal setting. 1. Clarity The goal you set has to be clear and measurable with a specific timeline for completion. 2. Challenge The goal you set must have a decent level of difficulty to motivate you to strive toward the goal. 3. Commitment. You must put in a deliberate effort to achieve your goal. 4. Feedback. You need to set up a method to receive information on your progress toward the goal. 5. Task complexity. If the goal is complex, make sure you give yourself enough time to overcome the learning curve involved in completing the task. In other words, if a goal is really tough, make sure you give yourself some padding to give yourself the best chance at succeeding. Now let me share with you some interesting facts about goal setting. A study analyzing New Year goals conducted by Harvard Business School found that 8% of the people they surveyed achieved their goals, with 92% end up in failure. Explaining your goals to someone you are close to or making the commitment public substantially increased your chances of reaching your goal. How do you go about setting goals then? In this episode, I will introduce two models that you can use for setting your goals. I will go through the process and how best you can achieve your goals with a little bit of planning. I will also touch on possible pitfalls that you may encounter in your journey towards achieving your goals, and provide you some tips on how you can tackle those pitfalls. The first model I want to introduce is the GROW model. The GROW model was influenced by the inner game method developed by a tennis coach called Timothy Galloway. Galloway realized that in order to help his players to improve, instead of telling them what to do, a better way was to ask questions to help his players discover for themselves what worked and what needed to change. In 1979, John Whitmore and Graham Alexander brought the inner game method to Europe. As pioneers in coaching, they wanted to develop something unique and this resulted in them developing the GROW model. Although this model is predominantly used in coaching work, I believe it is also a good tool to use for goal setting. Let us now go deeper and talk about each letter of the acronym. G stands for goal. This is the stage where you would ask yourself, What do I want? That is, what goal am I trying to achieve? When setting a goal, it is important to be clear and precise. So some of the questions that you might want to ask yourself could include, but are not limited to the following. What would I like to work on? What are the benefits of achieving this goal? When am I going to achieve this goal? What will it be like if I achieve my goal? Next, R stands for reality. This is the stage where you ask yourself, where are you now? That is, how far are you away from your goal? You will also be looking at possible hurdles and issues that might affect the way you achieve the goals you have set. Some of the questions you can ask yourself are What action have I taken so far? What will help me to move towards the goal? What is getting in my way? Next, O stands for options or opportunities. In this stage, you will be asking yourself, what could you do? When you have identified potential obstacles that prevent your progress to achieving your goals, This is the time to look at how you can counteract those obstacles. Some of the questions you can ask yourself include, What are the different kind of options or solutions I have to achieve my goals? What else could I do? What are the pros and cons of each option? Lastly, W stands for the will or way forward. In this stage, you will be asking yourself, what will you do? When you have identified the hurdles and have identified potential solutions, how might you want to proceed with achieving your goal? Here is where you lay down your action plan. How you can get from ground zero to achieving your goals. Some questions that would be helpful include Which options will I choose to act on? When am I going to start each action? How committed am I, on a scale of 1 to 10, to take each of these actions? If it is not a 10, what would make it a 10? And what will I commit to doing? The application of the GROW model is useful because it provides a step-by-step process in goal setting. It allows you to have clarity as to what goal you want to set and achieve. It helps you to evaluate the present circumstances that are preventing you from achieving your goal. It makes you think about possible solutions that can help you to take steps towards achieving your goal. The second model that is useful in goal setting is the SMART model. Early discussion of SMART goals was documented in 1968 in a seminal paper called Toward a Theory of Task, Motivation and Incentives, published by Dr. Edwin Locke. It was only in 1981 that a consultant and former director of corporate planning for the Washington Power Company, Mr. George Doran, published a paper titled "There's a Smart Way to Write Management's Goals and Objectives where the main principles of SMART goals were delineated. This model became a tool widely used for goal setting. Let us now look at each element of its acronym. S stands for specific. This means that whatever goals you set, they need to be specific and not vague. Some of the questions you can ask yourself include What do I want to accomplish? Why is this goal important? Which resources or limits are involved? For example, you are currently a sales executive and you would like to become head of sales. A specific goal could be, I want to gain the skills and experience necessary to become head of sales within my organization so that I can build my career and lead a successful team. The second letter is M. M stands for measurable. This means that you are able to measure your goal in one way or another. Regardless of whether you have completed the goal or not, or are still in the process of achieving it. How you want to measure your goal is really up to you. However, you should have a clear idea and expectation of what your goal, once completed, should look like. Some of the questions you can ask yourself include How much? How many? How will I know when it is accomplished? Using the example earlier, you might measure your goal of acquiring the skills to become head of sales by ensuring that you will complete the necessary training courses and gain the relevant experience in the next five years. When you are able to keep track through a form of measurement, it will help to give you a sense of where you currently find yourself in relation to your goal and where you are heading next. The next letter is A. A stands for Achievable. Your goal needs to be attainable to be successful, but of course you need to be stretched in your abilities. When you set an achievable goal, you may be able to identify previously overlooked opportunities or resources that can bring you closer to it. Some of the questions you can ask yourself include, How can I accomplish this goal? How realistic is the goal based on other constraints such as financial factors? Achievable steps or tasks need to be broken down into small chunks to make completing them more manageable. When you are overwhelmed with many tasks to complete, there is a likelihood that you will be frustrated, flustered and can result in you feeling discouraged. The next letter is R. R stands for Relevant. This step is about ensuring that your goal matters to you and that it also aligns with other relevant goals. Some of the questions you can ask yourself include Does this seem worthwhile? Is this the right time? Is this applicable in the current social-economic environment? Lastly, T stands for Time-Based. All goals should have a set time frame for you to complete them. In doing so, you will be able to keep track of your progress and can make necessary changes when needed. Goals without any completion time will only encourage procrastination. Some of the questions you can ask yourself include When? What can I do six months from now? What can I do six weeks from now? What can I do today? For example, to become Head of Sales might require additional training or experience as mentioned earlier. How long would it take you to acquire those skills? Do you require further training? Let us now look at what potential pitfalls you will encounter when you are working towards your goals. I will share with you three pitfalls I see with people I have worked with who were trying to achieve their goals. One, mindset. Two, time management. And three, motivation. One, mindset. Like most things in life, often when you think that you are in control of your life, There lying dormant in your mind, your inner critic is just beginning to wake up. The inner critic will not fail to bring you down by injecting you with feelings of inadequacy, doubts, fear, and will do your head in with the negative thoughts of self-criticism, self-pity, and self-loathing. The whole purpose of the inner critic is to derail you from your goal achieving journey. So what can you do to ensure that you stay on track? Be flexible in your mindset, that is, be adaptable and agile in your approach and do not lose sight of the price here, the goal. Be less fixed in your mindset can also allow you to enjoy the whole process instead of rigidly following the steps. When bombarded with all the negative thoughts and emotions bestowed upon you by your inner critic, do not try to fight back or run away from them. While it is natural for us to do so because of the fight or flight response, you will need to learn a different tactic when dealing with your inner critic. You will need first to accept that your inner critic will always be there make you feel uncomfortable. So be ready when those negative thoughts and emotions appear. The next thing you will need to learn is how to treat those thoughts and feelings as what they are. No more, no less. The moment you indulge them, you will lose your concentration in achieving your goal. When you focus on how to achieve your goal, you are essentially learning to create a psychological distance from negative thoughts and emotions. One other point perhaps to highlight is that when you are in a position in which you have no control, instead of trying to fight against the situation, pause, take a step back and evaluate the situation and look at things that you can control that will push you towards your goal. This is what is known as the locus of control. For example, when your inner critic is challenging you with all its negativity, do not indulge in rumination and reverie. Instead, look at what you need to focus on to get you closer to your goal. 2. Time Management This is a straightforward point really. We all have different styles of doing things. Being enthusiastic and trying to achieve more than we can afford to, we can be overly optimistic about how much we can achieve in a stipulated time. When I work with individuals on setting goals, I always encourage them to have a buffer when it comes to achieving goals. For example, Leave yourself a period of time in your plan to review any changes or unforeseen circumstances that you will need to deal with before you complete the goal. Third, motivation. It is very difficult to keep on feeling motivated if the goal you are trying to achieve takes a long time. Your enthusiasm can fizzle out when you are no longer feeling you can move towards your goal. This is where I think it is necessary to go back and look at your goal setting and review its purpose. Humans get motivated when they know that the effort they put in will yield a reward. They are propelled to get the reward when it has a significant value. This is called expectancy theory. So when you are able to attribute a value or purpose to the goal you set, you are likely to be motivated to complete it. Goal setting helps us to move closer to achieving the things that matter to us most. Yes, we will be distracted, discouraged, and even on the verge of giving up. But when you are in such a state, go back to look at your goal setting plan and remind yourself why you have chosen to do all this. When you allow yourself to understand that every journey comes with hurdles and difficulties. Overcoming all of them in each stage of the journey will spur you further on in reaching your real purpose. I hope that what I've shared today in this podcast is helpful. So as you sit down to think about the goals you would like to achieve in the coming year, remember the reason why you are doing so. To help you in your planning, try using both Grow, and Smart Models. Thank you once again for tuning in to this podcast, Psych Chat. For comments and suggestions, tweet to at psych underscore chat or email to austinthay at omnisci.com. This podcast is brought to you by Omnisci Consulting.